This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Brian Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. It's good to be here today. I hope you guys are expecting something. Uh, we, you guys saw the, uh, the ad there for Faith Life Conference. That is starting next Sunday. And so uh, two great ministers are coming, John Romick and Joel Sims. It's going to be a, a powerful couple of days. And so I just encourage you guys to come out. Uh, both of them are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, John is, uh, as you can tell from his accent, he grew up in Columbia, and uh, his parents have a, a, a great ministry down there, and, and uh, so he travels back and forth between Columbia and, and the states and ministers, and then uh, Pastor Joel, his story is uh, uh, unique and powerful, um, just of God's redemptive work. Actually, uh, Pastor Joel lost his father when he was 18 years old. His, his dad was the pastor of their church down in Jackson. And, uh, and so what it is that God has done through uh, Pastor Joel has been phenomenal. And uh, every time he brings the word of God, um, it, it, it is unique and uh, it will absolutely minister to something that you have going on in your heart. And so I believe that uh, it'll be uh, some great days of ministry. And so I just encourage you to set aside time, come out, be a part of what it is that's going on. And uh, I know that you will be blessed for it. Amen. So how many of you guys picked up some notes on your way in? Well, uh, some of you, uh, uh, actually, it's, it's kind of funny because today the title of my message is Pass the Test for Change. And when they came out of the printer, I was like, wow, those are small. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to reprint them. I'm just going to let people squirm because here's the deal. I heard people complaining. And so what that is, is it's ultimately a test of your character right then and there when you look at the notes and you think to yourself, why do they print them so small? I don't know. You just must not be living right. One person walked in and she actually got the answers. They were, it was completely filled out in the middle of the pile. Can you believe that? So it's going to be good. We're going to be talking about uh, pass the test for change. Let's pray and we'll get into this. Father, we just come before you today. I thank you for our time here today. I'm so thankful for what it is that you're doing in this, in this church and in this family and in all of us as believers. Uh, we're excited about what it is that you have in store for us today and how the Holy Spirit will speak to each of us. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. So today, the, the title of my uh, message is Pass the Test for Change. How many of you guys like tests? Not one of you, not one of you. You know, I was thinking about this whole idea of passing a test. You know, um, uh, years ago when I was in college, I took a Spanish class. And uh, to say that I enjoyed Spanish would be a lie. I did not enjoy Spanish whatsoever. And uh, in the middle of the... uh, uh, in the middle of that, that semester of Spanish, my grade reflected the fact that I did not enjoy Spanish. I came to the realization that I was failing this college course that my dad was paying for, and I uh, realized that I needed to fix something because my eligibility on the football field and him paying for that class uh, brought great weight upon my life as a young man. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was shocking to see this piece of paper in my mailbox that I, I was failing the, failing 
you know, Spanish. And so I realized that I had to, I had to make some changes. I had to begin to pass some tests in order to change my grade from an F to something that was passing, amen? And the same thing is true when it comes to our lives, you know, when it comes to this idea of character that we've been talking about for the last few weeks that, that we are going to have to pass the test. And when we pass the test, we take steps of change when it comes to our character. And so my question today to kind of start things off are, are is are you moving from what or who you are to what it is that God wants you to? to be. Romans 5.1 is kind of the, uh, the springboard, so to speak, from, for what it is that we're, uh, this question that we ask. It says, Paul said, so now since uh, we have been made right in God's sight by faith in his promise, we can have real peace with him because of what it is that Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Verse 2 says that because of our faith, he's brought us into a place of high of highest privilege where we now stand and we can confidently and joyfully look forward to actually get this becoming all that God has had in mind for us do you know that what Jesus has done for you and I has brought us into a place but but we don't stay in that place just as Paul said, we have to become and continue to go and move towards this place that God has in mind for us. A few weeks ago, we began this series called Character is King, and uh, many of our small groups uh, are going through this book, and the, the whole context of the book is, is that there is a destiny that has been placed upon each and every one of us, and in order to accomplish that destiny for our lives, it, it comes down to our character and the development of our character. And so I think it's, it's just, it's unique in the fact that, that Paul is saying that, that we would become all that God has in mind for us. That is, that is, in essence, the destiny that has been placed upon us. And God has great things in store for each of us. And so, uh, so we should be moving towards that. We should be pursuing that. We should be asking him about that and looking to him for that. And so what, what, what God has in mind for you is his destiny for you. It goes on to say that, that we can rejoice too when we, we run into problems. How many of you guys have run into a problem? Anybody run into a problem this week? Or, or, or maybe a trial or a test? For we know that, that, um, that all of these things, these problems, these tests, these trials are good for us. Can you believe that? These tests and trials that we face, they're good for us. Say they're good for us. They're good for us, that's right. Paul says they're good for us. They help us to learn to be patient. And the patient develops strength of character in us. We need to develop strength of character in us through tests, through trials, through the passing of these tests. We are developing the strength of character in us, and it helps us to trust God more each time we use it until finally our hope and our faith are strong and steady. 
How many of you guys want faith that is strong and steady? Number one in your notes says that tests are an opportunity to grow and develop our character. Did you know that? The tests that you face are an opportunity to grow and develop our character. You know, I, I, I just, through this series and through uh, conversations and, and comments that have kind of been passed back to the office, it's just been encouraging to hear uh, 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 people and where it is that they're at in their walk with Christ and, and, and how their study of the book and some of the, the messages that have gone out have just been encouraging them. And I got a call this week from, from a friend of mine and he was talking about the fact that we, last week we talked about the fact that your character is going to be tested. It's going to be pressed. It's going to be pressed. And we, we looked at Daniel and, and uh, his friends. And so it was so, it was so fun because this friend of mine called and said, man, I got to tell you, this week my, my character was absolutely put to the test. The pressure was applied. And, and it was fun because he, he was just transparent. He was honest about uh, uh, the business that he works in. It's a big company that, that is not just local. It's actually a national company. And they have locations in other parts of the country. And so it was fun because what I saw was is that there was pressure that was applied to him from, from all different uh, directions. There was the peers that, that, that have the same position as him. There were people that he was un, or that were under him that he leads. And even the CEO of the company called him about a, a circumstance that was going on in the business. And so in that moment, my friend was basically put to the test. His character, what it was that he believed, how it is that he walked, how it is that he talked, his leadership and, and, and the gifting that's placed upon the, on his life was put to the test. And it was challenging because all of these people were looking to him, the people that, that he's equal to, the people that he leads, and even the, the, the man that leads the whole company was, was looking to him, and they were wanting him to conform. They were wanting him to just go along, go with the flow, do this so that this, can, this, uh, this decision can be made and we can move on. But I was so uh, uh, just proud of him because he just made a decision in his heart. He's like, you know, I don't necessarily uh, know that I agree or hold the same truths to be, you know, the same as some of these other people, just because I, I don't have all these details. I haven't been, you know, in the midst of it. And, and so he just, he went to the Lord, he, he committed it to him, he prayed and he, he sought wisdom and then he made a decision. He's like, you know what? This is, this is what I feel is right. This is, this is what I know I can say in good conscience. I'm gonna, I'm gonna act upon this, I'm gonna do this. And what was really cool was that he prayed and he said, Lord, just help me to say what needs to be said. And so what he did was he said and did what needed to be said and done, regardless of the pressure to conform. And, and he just rested in that fact. And so, so we see that, that, that it, you know, we're gonna be tested. Our character and what it is that we believe is absolutely gonna be tested. And his character was tested. And I believe that he grew and was strengthened because he passed the test. 
And so we have to determine that we're not going to stay where it is that we're at. We have to determine that we're gonna move forward in our life and what it is that God has called us to be. Just like Paul said, becoming all that God has for us. But the problem is, is that when it comes to changing character, I think sometimes we don't pass with flying colors, kind of like my Spanish class. I was not passing with flying colors. I was plas- passing with, I was not passing with a lot of F's. And I think sometimes we, we, we have these situations, we, we, we don't pass. We fail the test. We fail the, 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 when the pressure is applied to our life, we fail. You know, and, and, and it's, it's, what's challenging is, is that sometimes we fail again and we fail again and we fail again. And it can be very, very disappointing when it comes to this, this, this dream or this desire that's in our heart to win, to, to overcome that character issue. And, and I think sometimes in those moments, the, the, the feeling can be very, very ominous. It can feel uh, uh, so big. And, you know, another thing could be that, you know, you could ask yourself, the question, how could this, this issue that's in my life ever change? You know, or we may say, what I'm facing is, is just so massive. Another thing we could say is, man, then just the number of habits that, that, that are wrong, the things that I do are, 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 you know, it's just overwhelming. And we could question our ability in these moments. And so, you know, it doesn't really matter. You may, you may be thinking, well, I've got, I've got issues in my character that are, that are pretty substantial. You might be thinking, well, I just have a few habits that I need to change. And so it doesn't matter, you know, where you're at on the spectrum of life. It doesn't matter how you feel when it comes to this idea of character, regardless of where it is that you find yourself, change is needed in all of us. Change is absolutely needed in all of us. And so what's encouraging is, is that when it comes to character change, we can all change. We can all move forward. We can all come overcome. We can all become uh, uh, different. We can all strengthen. We can all develop our character. And so what I find uh, uh, helpful and very encouraging is the example of Moses. And that's what we're going to look at today is the life of Moses. Because I think that when it comes to this idea of changing character, we, we, we just have to look to the word. We got to look to other people that, that maybe didn't have it all right, but they, they, they took these steps of process, they took these steps of obedience, uh, 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 and God used them and worked through them. And so I want to look at the life of Moses because many of you guys know that Moses, his, his character and his mark was, was one that was great, right? I mean, if, when I say the word Moses, we all think, well, he's the one that, that led the, the people out of Egypt, and, and he's the one that parted the Red Sea. And, and so those are, those are great things that come to our mind in, when it comes to his character, but what you're going to see here is, is that he didn't necessarily have it all together, which is comforting because I don't have it all together. Do you have it all together? Okay, a few of you do. <laughs> but it's okay because we see in the life of Moses is, is that his character, it wasn't perfect, but God still used him. Moses had character flaws, but God didn't give up on him. He didn't cast him away. Uh, uh, God was with him and helped him to overcome, and he passed the test to change. From birth, if you guys remember, from birth, he was very, very special, right? Uh, he was special and he was put into the basket. He was protected. He had favor that was upon his life because uh, uh, Pharaoh's daughter found him in the basket. 
uh, you guys remember that he had compassion for the people, the Jewish people, and, and uh, he saw the injustice that was going on in, in the Jewish people. And, but in this compassion, if you remember, one day he was out and he was seeing the injustice that was taking place in the lives of, of his fellow Jewish people and he, his compassion changed to anger. If you remember, he, he looked both ways at one point because uh, a Jewish man was being you know, beaten by one of the masters and, and, and he, so what he did was he looked both ways and then he killed this Egyptian. And when he was done with that, he hid the guy. So I would have to say, that in that moment, his character had some major flaws, right? And so, uh, you know, as we move on though, ironically, right after he does this, the next day, he's out, you know, and uh, he sees two Jewish brothers, you know, arguing, and they're, they're, they're roughing one another up, and he challenges them. He's like, what are, you, what are you beating your brother up for? And this one guy's like, what do you mean? You're the one that killed somebody yesterday. You know, so, so not only is he a murderer, but now he's a hypocrite, you know, in this moment of, of, you know, judging someone else, you know. And so soon after that, you know, when, when he's in this place of, of all of these flaws, he decides, you know what? I'm, he becomes afraid. He becomes, you know, uh, paranoid that somebody's going to get him. And so what's he do? He runs off. And he goes to another land to avoid the conflict, to avoid the consequence of his actions. And so when he's in Midian, though, uh, he goes to this country east of Egypt, and he's, he, he comes to this place where these, these ladies are uh, uh, watering, you know, getting, getting at the well, and uh, some shepherds are picking on him. And so what's he do? He protects them. And so we see a posit- some positive straight traits, but we also see some negative traits. What's really unique about it is, is that these these, these young women actually described him to their to the people that that uh, to their masters as an Egyptian uh, uh, person. You know, so what's unique about that is is that he he had these flaws, he had these character issues. Yet people saw him as what he wasn't. He was actually a Jew, and 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 so here he is taking on the form of of just you know society. And so what we see is is that. You and I are no different. You know, Moses, he had some great qualities, but he also had some character flaws. And you and I are no different. Not one of us have arrived. I wish that I could say that we have, but we haven't. We have all uh, our, our works in progress. And, and, uh, and so character issues must be recognized, they must be addressed, and they must be overcome. Number two in your notes is this. Each test of character is an opportunity for change. Each test that we have every single day, every single week, every single month, when we, we are tested, just as my friend was tested, that, that is an opportunity to change our, our character, to do something different. And so for Moses, Moses made some poor decisions, right? He, he had anger issues, he's a killer, He's a coward, he's a hypocrite, and he's a felon on the run. And, ex- and so what we do is, is we pick this up here in Exodus 3.1. And I want to point, uh, just make a few points here uh, about something that happened. It's kind of the, the hinge point, so to speak. And it says here in Exodus 3.1 that one day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of the Midian, and he led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. And so what we need to get here is, is that business as usual won't change character. Business as usual will not change our character. 
And, and, and what we see for him is, is that, man, he, he had issues. And he's out there, man, he's just minding his own business. He's minding the business of his father-in-law, doing what it is that he knows to do far from God. But in our lives, like Moses, we can't run. And, and we can try to hide, and we can go to the middle of nowhere. But God won't leave us alone. He's gonna come to us, he's gonna speak to us, he's gonna challenge us, he's gonna question things that are in our lives. Why? Because he wants us to be better. He wants us to develop our character. He wants us to be moving and, and, and moving towards that place of destiny in our lives, just as he did with Moses. It goes on that God called out to him from the midst of the bush that was on fire yet not consumed. And so Moses said, I must turn aside to see this marvelous sight why the bush is not burning. And so what we see here is, is that Moses had issues, but God wasn't done with him. Character change requires a response. He had to respond. In this situation, Moses had to respond. He, he recognized, man, God's speaking to me, or something's going on here. I gotta, I gotta go to this bush. So what did he do? He turned from, from what it is that he knew, he turned away from, from the, the, the shepherding of the sheep, the, the, the protecting of the sheep, and he turned and he said, I have to go and see. He, he turned aside from business as usual, and we must turn away and go in the direction that we're being led. And so what that tells us is, is that we must understand that character change occurs when we turn from the regular routine and we move into his presence. We have to turn. We have to, we have to make a decision to, to turn from regular routine. I don't know about you, but man, regular routine, is, it's a good thing. You know, there's, it's good to have balance and it's good to have routine within our lives, but I think that sometimes that routine can get in the way. It, it, it can keep us from what it is that God's wanting to do. We have to just make a decision, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move and turn away from, from, from the things that are distracting and I'm gonna move towards what it is that God has and, and into his presence. And, and Moses may have, have, have been defined by the marks of his action in days gone by, far from God, but, but Moses was found and God still had a destiny for him. And you may feel defined by some of the actions of your past. You may feel that the actions uh, that you can't seem to change define or they mark who you are. But here's what's encouraging. He's not done with you and he's not done with me. That maybe we feel defined because a couple weeks ago we talked about the fact that character is defined by our mark what it is that we do, the actions that we, that we, we live out each and every day. No matter where we're at in our walk, we can change those actions. We can change what it is that we do. We have to know that he's not done with us. We need to know that he, he has a plan to change us. And so in the time that we have left, I wanna look at, the, at some, at what character change, things to remember and questions to overcome. Things to remember and questions to overcome. So the first thing that we have to remember is, and I've said this a little bit, is, is that there's a destiny that is on your life. Exodus 3.10, uh, God said to Moses, go now for I am sending you. And so this shows us that the destiny was on Moses' life. He had a destiny and a plan and a purpose for Moses and, um, and there's a destiny that's on your life as a believer. 
As, as a child of God, no matter where you're at in your walk, there is a destiny. And just as Paul said, becoming all that God has had in mind for us, God has great things in mind for you. He has great things in mind for your marriage. He has great things in mind for your kids and your, your business and, and, and what it is that you're doing in life. He has great things in mind for you. And so you have to maybe pick that back up because I think sometimes we, we forget about the fact, you know, we're, we're kind of like in, in Moses' case, we're just out there. We're doing our thing. We're out in the middle of nowhere. We think maybe that God has forgotten us, but we have to remember that God has placed a destiny on your life. But listen to what Moses' response is. This is kind of funny because God's saying, listen, Moses, there's a destiny that's on your life. And here's what his response was. He says, but, but Moses protested to God, who am I? to appear before the Pharaoh. Who am I to lead the people out of Israel and out of Egypt? Moses questioned his ability to do what it was that God was asking. He questioned his ability to fulfill the destiny that God play, play, uh, put on his life. What did he say? He said, I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not bold enough. I'm not a leader. I'm not. How many of you guys have ever said, I'm not? To yourself, okay? Maybe some of us, we've, we've all been there. We've all said, I'm not. Fill in the blank next to it. That's where he was. That's where Moses was. He's like, God, I know you put a, a destiny that's on my life, but I am not. I'm not strong enough. I don't have what it takes. I'm not smart enough. I'm not a leader. I'm not capable of this position. I'm not gonna be able to change. We've all said those things. We've all found ourselves in that place. And so the, Moses questioned his ability to change. That's the first question that, that we have to overcome. We have to overcome the question of your ability to change. We have to set that aside and, and because it's, it's, it's the beginning of the change in our character is overcoming that question in your ability to change. In our heart, we've seen glimpses or hints of what God's destiny is for us. He deals with us, he challenges us, he asks us. We're trying, we try, we, we stumble, sometimes we fail, we fall back, we look at it, we consider it, and we accept it as our ability, our inability to change. In changing our character, we will question our ability to do so. And this can be a very big hurdle, one of the whole, that holds us back just like it did uh, with Moses. So what do we do to overcome when we question our ability? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Exodus 3.12 says this, God's answer. What did he say? I will be with you. So when you question your ability, he says, remember that you are not alone. That's what you need to remember. That's, that's the answer to the question. When you're challenging your ability to change, you need to answer it with, remember that you're not alone. Just as, Mo, uh, as God told Moses, he's with us. He'll move to develop and to strengthen our character. You may feel like you can't and that you don't have the ability to change but he will never leave you or forsake you. And he said, just as he told Moses, he said, I am with you, Moses. He is with you. He is with me. So another question that we have to overcome when it comes to changing character is found here in verse 13. It said that uh, Moses, if you go to the people of Israel, tell them this, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you and they will ask me, 
What is, what is his name? So Moses' questioned was what others will say. What others will say. That's another question. What other people will say doesn't matter. You're going to be challenged. When it comes to, you, you know, changing of character, you're going to be challenged with this question of what are other people going to say? They may say, you'll never change. You're, you've, you've been this way forever. You'll never change. And we hear people say those things. What matters is what God says. Scott actually took this point right out of this message. I thought he had my notes up here when he was doing the, when he was doing the offering. No, what is it? What is it that God says? Not what other people say. That's what we're going to be challenged in. Moses was challenged. He said, God, I'm not a leader. I can't do this. What are people going to say? And in our lives and in our characters, we're going to face the very same thing, what others say. Obviously, God had made up his mind, right? He had made up his mind about Moses, and he knew that, that Moses was capable, He didn't care. And so in the same way, when God speaks to you about doing something, going somewhere, changing something, he knows what what holds you back and he knows what keeps you. He knows your destiny. And so what do we do do in these moments? What do we do when we worry about what other people say? I'm so glad you asked. Exodus 3, 14 says it this way. God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God told Moses what to say to the people. Just tell them this. To overcome thoughts of what other people say, we have to remember to say what God says. That's exactly what Pastor Scott said about your finances. But in this case, when it comes to what other people are saying about you and over your life, you're gonna hear a lot of people say a lot of things about you about your walk, about who you are, about the standard that you want to live by, about the decisions that you make, the choices that you make, the standard that you want to uphold, the way you want to run a business, the way you want to you know, have, raise your kids or the way that, that, that you want to be married and, and what that looks like. People are going to say things, but you have to come to the conclusion and remember that I'm going to say what it is that God says. If we base our life, our marriage, our business, our jobs, uh, uh, our choices on what other people say, we will not live in God's best for our lives and we will miss his destiny that is upon our lives. When we know what God says about our lives, we must say what God says over them. People are, people are going to say God doesn't heal. People, you're going to hear that. In your life, in your walk, they're going to say that God doesn't heal. But what do you say? God says that, he, that you're healed, that you're healthy and you're whole. People are going to say that they don't have enough. But what do you say? Well, God says that he's gonna meet and supply my every need. So we need to say what it is that God says. People are gonna say, man, I, I'm, just get, I'm just beat down. Life has got me beat down. I'm, you know, everything's just not going my way. That's what the world's gonna say. That's what people are gonna say. But we can say, no, I'm the head, not the tail, right? People are gonna say, man, I'm just getting more and more behind. What does God say? God says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. God says, I'm going over. People will say, you'll never change. God says, no, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Say what God says over your life. Say, I am a person of my word. I am a person of integrity. I am a person of godly care. I'm a person that walks in love. I respond with a soft answer. I think before I speak. That's what God says. 
We have to go to his word and we have to say, you know what, I'm gonna say, I want my, char- my character to change and so I'm not gonna say what other people say. If I fall into that category, I'm gonna restrict my character growth, my character development. I'm gonna begin to choose to say what it is that God has to say. The area, the thing that you desire to change, find what it says in the word about that area and say it. Because what his word says is what God says. And that's what Moses was told by God, say this. And so we too need to say this. And so God tells Moses to gather the leaders and go uh, talk to Pharaoh. He says, say this, Exodus 4.1, but Moses protested again. Man, this guy does not get it, does he? What a complainer. You guys ever complained? Moses protested again. What if they don't believe me? What if they don't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you. Hmm, didn't we just talk about that? What other people say? So, but what we see here is is that Moses questioned what others will think. So not only do we think we we are challenged in what it is that people say, people think, and we're challenging that. And Moses was questioning what other people think, and we will too be. We will be absolutely be questioned in what other people think, but God is so gracious. Line upon line, step by step, do this, Moses. Moses, come on, brother, man, can't you get this figured out? As you walk towards your destiny and character change, you will absolutely be questioned by others. They will share what they think, whether you want to hear it or not. (laughs) Right? Others will think you're crazy. They'll think you've lost your mind. They'll think... You think God really spoke to you about that? They'll think a lot of things in your walk with God, in your, in your pursuit of God's destiny upon your life. God, people are going to think a lot of different things. You just gotta get ready for it. You just gotta prepare yourself for what it is that other people think and just know how do I overcome what it is that people think. I, you, guys, you guys are asking such amazing questions, right? <laughs> Exodus 4.2, how do we overcome this? The Lord asked him, what is in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. God asked Moses, he said, Moses, what do you have? So here he is, he's questioning what it is that other people are gonna say. God says, what do you have? What's in your hand? And so we need to remember to start with what we have. Start with what we have. You know, it's this, this point of starting with what you have has been driven home every single week when I'm out on the football field uh, with my son, Will. I am, a, uh, I am I'm a, my wife actually, she actually asked me one day, she's like, what do you do? Do you, you, you coach? I was like, no, I don't coach. All I do is, is I am a, a homeland security. I, I am just protecting the boundaries. I am just helping these kids to focus when they are not focused, I redirect, I'm a redirector. That's what I am. I, I redirect attention to what the coach is saying. You guys know what I mean? So I'm not a coach. I'm a, I'm a protector and a redirector. But when it, when it comes to this, every single week, this coach is, is telling these little guys, these guys that are new to football, he's hammering this point that each play is a chance to win. Every single play that that comes, it's four seconds. It's you versus the other guy, and you have four seconds 
from whistle to whistle, play from whistle to whistle. Just do, just win the play. And if we, put a, if we win enough of those plays together, we will win the game. If I've heard it once, I've heard it 100 times in three weeks. If the same thing is true, then we have to start with what we have. Each play, four seconds, each down is an opportunity to win. Each opportunity and each play in life is an opportunity to change. If your character or your mark is not what you think it should be, you just need to say, okay, I'm gonna win this play, and then I'm gonna win this play, and then I'm gonna win this play, I'm gonna win this play, I'm gonna win this quarter, and I'm gonna win this half, and then I'm gonna win this game, I'm gonna win this day, I'm gonna win this week, and I'm gonna win this year, right? So it's just we're starting with what is in your hand, each play in life, character development, each play to be a person of your word, each play to be consistent, each play to handle money, each play to manage emotions, each play to invest in your marriage, each play in timing and in in training your kids. I'm gonna win this down. I'm gonna win this opportunity. I'm gonna win this play. And what's so, what's so great about it is is that even when they get knocked down, those little tykes, sometimes they don't, they don't get it right. They get it wrong. They miss the block. They miss the tackle. They miss the flagpole. The coach just says, nope, get back up. You got another chance. Get back up. You got another chance. And I think when it comes to this idea, we just, just start where you're at. Because like we talked about in the beginning, you know, this, this, this idea sometimes can be ominous. It can feel so big. It can feel like, I, I, you know, if we were, you know, I'm a list maker and it's like if you start making a list, the weight of that, the weight of it can be, can be big. Well, you may, you, you may just forget about the list and say, you know what, I'm just gonna play this one play at a time, one decision at a time, one choice at a time to, to, to advance and to develop my character. My character is changing. I'm stepping closer. I'm moving in, in the direction that God has for me. So in starting in with what we have, you will be challenged, right? We're gonna be challenged. Exodus 4.10 says that Moses pleaded with the Lord, oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. This guy, man, I, I mean to tell you, he just had, he had, he was struggle. He was on the struggle bus. <laughs> I guess that's encouraging for us, right? In life, I'm not very good with words, Lord. And so Moses questioned his ability to do. He, he questioned his ability to do. Through it all, God worked, he encouraged, he instructed, yet Moses still questioned his ability. First, he had questioned his ability to change, and now he was questioning his ability to do. And the enemy will absolutely help us to question our ability to ever change. He will absolutely cause us to question our ability that anything will ever be different. So here's what you need to remember when you're, question, or when you're challenging this question, that God will help. God will help. You may question your ability to do what God is asking you to do because of failure, because of you know, shortcomings, because of missing it, but you need to know that God will absolutely help you. Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love this one, I actually wrote it down uh, Psalms 146.8 says that he will lift up those who are weighed down. He'll lift up those that are weighed down. Listen to this. This is in the message version. It says, don't put your life in the hands of an expert who know nothing. 
Don't put your, hand, your, your life in the hands of an expert who knows nothing. Instead, get help from God, of Jacob. Put your hope in God. He always does what he says. He lifts up the fallen. He lifts up the fallen. Man, if you've fallen down, if you've missed the mark, if you've, if, if, if you've struggled in this, man, he's there. He's there to help you. And, and, and you know, in Moses' struggle, he was there to help him. The God that will help. The God that will help. In all of this, though, he was still challenged. He was still challenged. In Exodus 13, Moses pleaded with him again, saying, Lord, send anyone else. Send anyone else through all of this. Have you ever done that? You ever been there? Send anyone, Lord. Please, Lord, let someone else do it. What are we doing in that moment? We are asking God for an out. We're saying, God, just, I just need an out. I'm asking you for an out. And so what are we doing? We're asking God, we're, we're basically questioning God's choice in this moment. We're questioning just as Moses did. God's destiny for Moses was determined. He wasn't changing his mind. He wasn't changing his mind. He knew what uh, Moses' job was. And just like Moses, he's leading you, he's instructing you, he's guiding you. It may be that you feel stuck. It may be feel that you may feel that you're not moving. You may feel like God is nowhere to be found. Couldn't be further from the truth. Don't question his choice. We can't negotiate with God. We have to go back to the place where we uh, question his choice and accept what it is that he said to change or to do. And so that's my encouragement you know, to today is, is that if you find yourself in that position, just go back. You remember what he said. I mean, many of the times in our lives, we could, take, we could take each other back to the place where he spoke to us, the place where he instructed, the pl- place where he challenged, the place where he, he said, I need you to do this. So if you found yourself like Moses, and you say, God, just let somebody else do it. You, you can say, no, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna try to get out of this. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna remember what it is that he said to me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pick it back up. And so that leads us to the last point and, uh, that we need to remember, and that is, is that Others will support us, but only you can walk it out. Only you can walk it out. Changing character may not be easy, but it is possible. When we resist the questions that come to us, change will happen. When we remember what God says, change will happen. Let's pass the test for change in our character. Our destiny depends on it. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just come before you today. I thank you so much for our time here. Yes, I thank you for the work that you're doing in all of us. The work that you're doing in all of us. There is a work. There is a movement. There is a a destiny that's been placed upon each of us. And God, I pray that, that you would just continue to do this work. And so, Father, for those that you have spoken to this morning, Father, I just pray for them. I pray, Father, that they would remember They would remember they're not alone. They would remember to say what you say. They would remember to start with what they have. They would remember that you're there to help and that they would begin to just take those steps that they know to take. Father, strengthen them, help them, encourage them. Thank you, Father. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you're far from God, Today's your opportunity to get back in fellowship with him, get right with him, get close to him, follow him again. 
If that's you and, and you say, Brian, that's me, I, I need to get right. Or maybe you don't know him as your Lord and your Savior. Today is the day to make a decision, to make a choice, to follow him. And, and that's what this is all about. We get together as believers to encourage and, and to worship God and to grow. But ultimately, it's about people. It's about people making a decision to follow him. And so if you're that person, if you don't know him or you're far from him, just with the raise of your hand, say, Brian, that's me, pray with me. We'll pray with you this morning and you could be in right standing with him. Is there anybody in here at all? Anybody at all? All right. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, for this time. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you for the challenge that you've given to us, the things that you're speaking to us. And God, as we go, I just thank you that you're empowering us to walk out, live lives of integrity, live lives of godly character, Father. We just thank you for what it is that you're doing in us and through us, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Well, hey.